if they don't receive the documents and you don't follow up, like, it may, they may not follow up with you for another two, three months. Like, but... uh, obviously, you don't just get an offer, accept it, and then book your plane tickets and head over. There's a, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, and depending on the division uh, of the school, um, there, there's different requirements as well on top of admissions with, with eligibility centres and everything as well. Welcome back, everyone, to yet another episode of the NSR podcast. We are almost at the end of the year, which is pretty exciting. I have no idea where the the year's gone. I'm sure none of you know either. Um, Some of you are are getting closer to departing, which is really, really exciting. And and some of the the athletes, obviously, that are in the States are getting closer to to finishing up, which I guess is more depressing than exciting. But um, don't forget the, the Socceroos play in their first leg of their final World Cup qualification match on Saturday morning at, at 8 o'clock. So everyone be up bright and early to, to cheer on the Socceroos. I know I certainly will be. Um, anyways, we have another great episode for you guys here today uh, with, with loads of important information. Now, we're going to be talking about the admissions process. It's something we haven't covered in, in too much detail as of yet. We've obviously spoken about offers and how we get offers and, and all that kind of stuff, but nothing really to do with the admissions process with a particular school. So uh, majority of, of the offers for 2018 athletes will be coming through sort of the, the end of this year, uh, end of January next year, all the way through till May uh, of next year. Um, now, there are lots of things you know that, that need to be done once receiving an offer. You know, what do you need to supply to the school? What documentation is required? How do you get accepted? Um, all questions that we'll cover today, uh, and, and in the studio we have uh, Harrison Burgess. Harrison, welcome back to the podcast, dude. I know it's been a while, but uh, you're back. Yeah, I don't know why you guys don't like me that much. You've got to get me back more often. <laughs> we are sick of Matt. This is like his second, second week in a row uh, that he hasn't been on. But um, no, look, as I said in the intro, we're going to be, uh, be talking about the admissions process. Um, now, offers are coming through right now for 2018 entry student-athletes. Uh, majority of the offers will probably come through sort of beginning of next year, though, for, for those boys and girls. Um, now, you deal specifically with offers and helping student-athletes and their families through the admissions process. Uh, obviously, you don't just get an offer, accept it, and then book your plane tickets and head over. There's a, there's a lot more to it. Um, we've covered offers, how we get offers, uh, different bits and pieces but we've never really covered what happens after you you receive an offer and the admissions process so it's good timing with with offers coming through for for student athletes on the program but let's say an offer does come through what what is the very first thing that we direct the the athletes to do and the the families to do yes as you said it's a good time because um in between now when a lot of seasons are finishing up and and uh in the new year um there will be um like a lot of offers coming through so um the first thing you want to do is uh we'll send you guys through an email um or, or if you're doing this on your own obviously um then they'll like you, the first thing you'll do you have contact with a coach so you, you want to reach out with the coach um obviously thank him for his interest and, and then sort of find out the next steps and the coach will run you through a few things like uh, most of the time they'll instruct you to jump online and fill out an application and what a lot of people sort of um, think is, is if, if I apply to the school that's commit, that's me done that's me committing to the school and um, but that's just not the case it's like here in uni when you when you're doing your applications you have your preferences um, it's the same in the US you can apply to, to 20 schools 30 schools if you want to 
uh, and then when you uh, like if you get accepted to all of them or you only get accepted to one, you can then sort of pick and choose um, from 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 there. Um, so the, the coach will instruct you to jump on to the, the international uh, applications, or he'll send, probably send you a link, or we'll send you a link um, to the international applications page. Be sure you are on the international applications page. We've had a, had a couple of times uh, students have tried to fill out uh, the U.S. application for students, and that'll have a bunch of questions like, your, what's your social security number and uh, all that sort of stuff, which could probably confuse you a little bit. But, um, yeah, just, so just be sure um, you're on the right page there, and, and we can advise and help out through that process. Um, and then from there, uh, it, like, it'll basically be a case of answering a bunch of questions about uh, your, your, your personal details, like your date of birth and all that sort of stuff. And then they'll, they'll ask you to send through copies of your high school reports. And if, you've, uh, if, if it comes in the new year or if, you've, or, or if you've already graduated from high school, they'll also need like, your high school completion certificate as well. Um, yeah, and depending on the division uh, of the school, um, there, there's different requirements as well on top of admissions with, with eligibility centres and everything as well. Um, so if, if for example, you, you're going to an NCAA, NCAA Division 1 or 2 school, you'll have to go through the NCAA Clearinghouse um, and, and they'll, they'll need copies of your reports and high school completion certificate as well. Same with the NAIA. Um, the good thing about Division 3 and the NJCAA and other divisions are there's, there's not too much of a process for, for eligibility there involved. So. Yeah, which we'll, we'll get into in a little bit more detail in, in uh, the next sort of segment. But basically, an offer comes through. Uh, the first thing you'll look at doing is, is basically setting up a time with the coach to, to speak and, and ask questions about the program. And it's a good chance for, for them to ask questions about you. Um, you'll be then instructed to fill out the international application or online application um, for the school. Now, you can have a, a variety of different... You, know, you can be speaking with a variety of different coaches and, and different schools, and you can have multiple online applications filled out that doesn't mean you've you've committed to to the school but uh, basically online applications speak to the coach make sure you keep the guys here at nsr so matt or harrison in the loop and make sure you keep coach in the loop as well with with where you're at in regards to the admissions process Okay, so as we just spoke about, then maybe maybe you have a few different offers from a few different schools, and you're speaking with a different, you know, a, a few different coaches, uh, and you filled out multiple application forms. That's that's fine, uh, but let's say you've you've decided on the school you want to go to. Awesome. Uh, what happens from there? Because obviously, again, it's not just as simple as filling out the online application and and speaking to the coach. Obviously, there's there's more documentation and. And bits of pieces that you need to send through to the admissions department in the school. So, what what sort of happens from there after speaking with the coach, filling out the online application, and deciding that yep, this is the school I'll, I want to go to? Yeah. So, as I sort of alluded to before, um, a lot of time it will depend on the division of the school, and, and, and uh, every school have different uh, admissions processes. But uh, every school, no matter where you're going to, they'll always you'll always. Um, sort of the the staple things you'll always need um, is, is they'll always need a copy of your passport and you'll be surprised how many people we speak to that don't, haven't sorted out their passport yet even though they're going overseas so <laughs> if you haven't got your passport sorted yet you'll definitely want to do that um, if your passport expires in the next like year or two you'll definitely want to renew it as well um, because when it comes to getting a visa, you want to make sure you, you have at least sort of four or five years on your passport because uh, otherwise you have to renew your passport halfway through your time in the US. And, and that can, I actually had to do that myself, so I wasn't, I wasn't organized back in the day. Nope. Um, but it's de- definitely something you want to have, so it'll save you having to have travel with two passports, one with your visa, one without it. So that's definitely something you'll need to, to sort out. Um, as I mentioned before, you'll need your, your high school certificate. 
Um, and if depending on the state you're in, there's different processes of that. So um, when it comes to that process, um, we, we can definitely walk you through the, the steps. We have uh, links to, to all the state sort of board, boards of education, everything like that. So we'll be able to help you there as well. Um, and also you'll need uh, an affidavit. Every school will require you to, to provide an, what's called an affidavit of support or a proof of financial support. Uh, it'll come in different terms, but most of them will be around the same as that. Um, so that is essentially a, a process that every school in the U.S. and Every, every school in the world, actually, for, for international students, you need to show that you have enough funding to, 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 that will show that you, you can afford to, to attend college in the US or wherever it will be because essentially they, don't, they want to make sure that you're not going to become an expense to the state. So yeah. they don't want you to get over there and, and be like, get over there and three months in, I've run out of money, um, what's, what, what can I do? And essentially they'd have to sort out and get in your home and, and that's just sort of not what any college wants. So they'll, they'll require to show a certain amount and, and some schools will take scholarship into account um, so like say if, you, if the school costs $30,000 a year and, and they've given you a $15,000 scholarship, they'll only require to show 15. Um, but other schools, even if you have a full scholarship, will still require to show uh, a full amount or a certain amount because that's just the, the, the steps they take and the Department of Homeland Security sometimes requires that. Uh, so in that case... You don't like it. Doesn't have to be a bank account as such. It can like what we've told done the last few years is is we've we've had um, parents sort of show their superannuation statement, or it can be a combination of like a um, they'd be um, eligible for like a like a loan or credit, and they don't actually have to take the loan out, but just saying that they'd be eligible for a loan in that amount or or anything like that. It can be if you have obviously if you have the money in a bank account, that's easiest. But there are certain ways and certain things you can do uh, to to sort of show you have those funds without having to have like. Fifty thousand dollars in a bank account at all. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, so basically, after completing like your, the international application online, someone from the admissions department will send you an email with a list of things that that they require. And different schools, as you said, different institutions, different schools will have different sort of requirements as to what they'll need. But you'll always need to show like a copy of your passport. Uh, you'll always need to to send them your high school certificate to show that you've you've completed high school. If you you didn't and you completed a GED, then you'll need to, to submit that. Um, an affidavit of support, so like proof of financials, so that you know, proof that you can afford to attend the, the institution. Uh, and there are other things that may be asked depending on the division, things like SATs or ACT scores, high school transcripts, um, WES or ECE, like accreditation or documentation. Yeah, so there's, there's certain schools um, like... Where's the ECE, so the World Education Services um, uh, or uh, Essential cre- uh, Credential Evaluators, they're, they're essentially, because obviously coming from Australia, uh, a lot of colleges in the US may not be familiar with the grading system or may not know how to sort of read certain reports. So they may require you to go through an accreditation service to get your, your education documents certified. Um, so like, not every school require this, so it'll definitely be something we'll, we'll check on that are basically going through the admissions process. So if, if it says on their, their website that any international students require to go through WES or ECE or any sort of accreditation service, or uh, basically we, we, we have a, like a, a template and, and sort of uh, steps to go through these sort of processes. So they can be quite tricky at times because it requires you, you to send official documents. Uh, and that's sort of a question that comes up a lot, like what det- what defines an official document? Yeah. Um, and that's a, that basically means it needs to be a document sent directly from the institution or needs to be certified from the institution and be sent in a sealed envelope with their school, the school seal or a school signature, official signature on the envelope seal. Yeah. Um, and th- this is something that becomes very tricky. Like we've had a lot of trouble in the past with, with, with uh, athletes and, or parents trying to help their, their, their student athlete get through these processes because 
it, like in Australia, like your, your official documents are they they got sent to me, so I can just send those. Well, that's not going to be going to work because essentially the the way they see it is is, is if you've opened an envelope or if you've you've had uh, these, these documents, you could have potentially tampered with them, um, and and they're not going to accept those documents. So you'll need to make sure um, if if a school does require you to go through an accreditation service that you, you have all the the correct documents in place. Otherwise, they're not they're going to basically reject it, and it's going to take you a lot yep. longer. To, you have to send them over multiple times before they, they accept them and, and can, can send them on to the, to the college. Yep, they're, they're very particular over there and you need to make sure that you're doing the, the right things. But they, all this information obviously will take a bit of time to gather and, and send over. But um, passports, high school certificates, SAT scores, transcripts, they're all sort of the main things that um, institutions are going to require from you in sort of the early stages of, of the admissions process. Yeah, and when, when you get to the end, like uh, towards sort of when you're about to head over, they'll, they'll also require you to show, uh, it'll probably be before they issue your visa. Um, so you're, sorry, your I-20, they don't actually issue the visa, the, the I-20, which is the proof of enrolment. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll require you to show that you have um, either gotten, like a lot of time they'll, they'll require to show that you've uh, either purchased insurance or have insurance, an insurance plan in place. So yeah. um, that is something that we will help you with. There's, there's ha- like hundreds of insurance companies and um, it's always a question which one's the best, which one's, which one's sort of you yeah. want to avoid. And um, one, one that we always sort of look, uh, say to look at is international student insurance. To, not just a clever name, they're, they're they're, they're probably the, the uh, from what we've found over the, the last few years, they're, they're probably the most comprehensive cover that we've found and, and probably easiest for, for internationals to sort of look at, at, at purchasing. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of information in that goes with the admissions process and, and anyone that is on the program, obviously we help you through all of this step by step. Whenever you do have any questions, um, you know, or you're confused about anything, it's better to, to call us uh, than, than try and go through it yourself. And as I said, because they're pretty particular with the things they require. And if you do it wrong the first time, the chances are you'll have to do it all over again. So whenever you have any questions, you know, when you are going through the admissions process, like make sure you give us a call and definitely make sure you keep coach in the loop as well. So he or she knows exactly where you're up to. Uh, and they can offer support if, if you need it. That's it. Always, it's always that old saying: measure, measure twice, cut once. It's the same sort of thing. You always want to double check and, yeah. and send things where, send things once. Yeah. All right. So now we have a decent idea on what what you will need to send over. But at this particular stage, things may get a little bit trickier with sending over high school grade reports and, and high school certificates, as we as we said. But for all intents and purposes, let's say we're going to a school that requires everything just so we we cover it all how exactly do you send these things do you email them like how do we send everything what and what do we need to send for a school that does require everything so for the most part, unfortunately, a lot of these documents have to be sent by snail mail, the old post. Um, a lot of time they can't accept digital copies. Uh, it's something you want to check because some schools do, but I'd say a good 95% of, of schools in the US will require hard copies of your, your educational documents and, and information. Um, like the passport as such can maybe can be scanned, but any, any reports, anything like that will have to be uh, hard copies for, directly from institutions. Um, so for, we'll start with your grade report. So say this, uh, the school you, uh, you're going to is um, an NCAA, NCAA Division II school. Uh, they require you to go through WES, um, and, and obviously they'll ha- have to, then you have to go through the NCAA Clearinghouse. So, so the first thing you want to do uh, in regards to your, your, your school grade reports from year 9 through 12 
you want to go to your, your high school, um, basically speak to someone in the administration or maybe a deputy or something like that, um, ask for copies of your year nine through 12 grade reports um, and have, if, if they can, stamp uh, sign uh, the, the cover of each report uh, or, or a school, sca- a school stamp uh, to, to sort of make it official um, and then also have them put in an envelope and have them stamp and sign the, the seal of the envelope, so the back of the envelope where it's closed. Um, and that, that also essentially makes sure it's, it's a, a official. You, you'll need two copies of everything if you go into So one for the, the college or, or, or for WES and the other for, uh, or, or ECE, sorry, and the, and the other for the NCAA. So the NCAA... Um, you can't ha- like send one copy to, to Wes and then forward it onto the NCAA. The NCAA require original documents, um, so that's something you you want to make sure. So when you go into your school, you ask for two copies of each. So two copies of your nine, two copies of your ten, two copies of your eleven, two copies of your twelve. Have each sort of stamped or signed, and then um, put in two separate envelopes with the seal stamped or signed. Um, that is just to basically show that they are original and, and and they haven't been tampered with or anything like that. So um, I know it's a bit of a, a bit of busy work, and I'm sure you you probably get a few funny looks from from your, your high school administrators but it's unfortunately it's, it's a process that you have to go through just because uh they, they take things pretty seriously about uh, making sure that they're they're, um, they're official documents and, and they're not not uh, sort of fake or anything like that so that's uh, an unavoidable step um so then you put, send one envelope to the, the clearinghouse, one envelope to, to um, the accreditation service, whether it be WES, ECE, or another one, uh, and then they'll like, basically you'll get a notification from both uh, like uh, both sort of um, institutions when they've received your documents, and they may it, it, like if it's been accepted, they'll say um, your, your your report will be generated in the next few de- days, or uh, if it's the NCAA, they'll say we're just reviewing your documents and you have a decision uh, an eligibility decision made in the, in the next uh, week or so, uh, and then if there's any extra steps required they'll let you know um so now obviously there's the the sat and copy of your passport and everything like that as well so if you can uh you you sort of want to send everything at the same time so it's so you're not held up with anything so with your your sat scores you'll be uh like a lot of time they require official copies of those um so that will have to be sent through the college board so you don't actually have to send your sats to ece or where's or anything like that because they're it's it's coming from the college board, who are the official uh, official um, company that, that runs the test. So essentially, you, you log on to your college board account, or if it's the ACT, you log on to your ACT account, uh, and you, you request to have a score report from your uh, the test that you took sent through to the NCAA, as well as uh, another score report sent through to the institution that you're applying to. Uh, and then they'll have, they'll receive that within a week or so, um, and then so that, that that's all, all, all good there. So. Um, and then copies of your passport, as I said, they can a lot of time they can be scanned, but sometimes they do require uh, official sort of copies as well. So sometimes you have to send that by snail mail, and you can send that along with uh, the, the affidavit of support uh, in an, a separate envelope. So that that, that uh, copies of your passport and your affidavit of support only need to go to the college. They don't have to go to an accreditation service or NCAA. That's just for the college. Yeah. So all of this, I know there's a lot of information. Everything will be in in the show notes as well. So uh, that 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 should help. A lot because there is lots of different bits and pieces that you need to remember with this. And, and again, whenever you are confused about anything, obviously we're here to to help. Uh, this is just to sort of give you a, a general overview of what is expected when you are going through 
the admissions process. But the, the admissions process can sometimes, the terminology they use on, on their websites, they, they, they obviously for most Americans and most uh, US-based students, it's, it's, it's normal, but for a lot of Australians, it seems like a foreign language. And, uh, and that's what we're here for because like, just, just the use of the words like transcripts, like we get a question like, what is a transcript? Because obviously we just refer them as, as your grade, grade reports or your, or your, or your report cards. And yeah, because um, yeah, in the US, they have like a, essentially everything's done online. They can, they can bring up a, a, literally a list of every class are taken from year nine and it's on, on their transcript and that, yeah. that it's a lot so it's a lot easier for them a bit more difficult for us over here yeah so all of that information everything we've just covered is to to really get accepted into the institution itself if you're an athlete uh, you'll also need to be cleared to compete athletically by the governing body of that division which we've sort of touched on so the ncaa the naia or the njcaa um so what what needs to be done here? Uh, let just want to touch on each each division and just go over sort of what really needs to be done to be cleared athletically. You know, if you're competing in one of these divisions. Yeah, so as, as I sort of alluded to in the last one, the NCAA is probably the, the most most difficult in terms of the information that they need because they, they require all your grade reports to check that you're going to be uh, academically eligible because obviously the NCAA requires you to take a certain number of core classes. So that's what they're checking up on your grade reports and obviously they want to make sure that you graduate from high school and you have a GPA above a 2.0. Uh, which is or a 2.5, um, which is essentially like a C, C plus average. So, um, but with the NAIA and the NJCAA, they just need to show proof of graduation. So, um, the NAIA is a bit different. They don't require every grade report from nine through twelve. They re- will require your official statement of results. So that's usually like your exam results from year eleven and twelve, uh, and your high school completion certificate. So uh, I, I don't know what all the states call them, but where I was from, it was the WACE, the West, Austra- West Australian Certificate of Education. And I know here in Victoria, it's the VC or VCE or VCAL, I'm not, again, I'm not too sure on all of them, but as long as you graduate from high school um, and you have that certificate, then they'll need that. Um, and then the NJCAA, again, you just need a high school completion. Uh, oh, sorry, the NAI will also require your SAT scores. Um, you'll need to have above. Uh, the changes, it's changed in the last couple of years. It used to be 860, then it was 940, and I believe it's gone back to 860 now. So it's a bit up and down. But the, So the NAI will require your SAT scores again, and, it, and you can send those through the college board. But the NJCAA will just require proof of graduation from high school or a GED. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, for, for their eligibility, most of the time it's just filling out a form, and, and a lot of time a coach will send that through to you just to, to make sure you haven't played professionally or been paid or anything like that so yeah. uh, it's a pretty straightforward process for both of those awesome so uh, again all that will be in the show notes don't stress uh, if you have any questions you're in this sort of part of the process like we're always here to help now that's that's the admissions process now we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up with one last thing Harrison do you have any tips or any pointers for, for everyone that, that's going through this particular stage, either at the moment or, or in the coming year or, or at any time, really? Yeah, look, I think um, the, the important thing is to, is to stay organised. I think when, when you're going through the process... Uh, either speak to the coach or when you get put in touch with, with the admission staff or you can ask us if you want to like get like a checklist of what you're required to submit and when it needs to be submitted by and just follow that like step by step don't like get too so overwhelmed and try and do everything at once just they'll, they'll give you they'll ask for a checklist of what's required go one step at a time um, so get your reports then get your, your your high school completion certificates then get your SAT scores and all that sort of stuff and then and as I said check everything off and then send it all at once um, keep in contact with us keep in contact 
contact with your coach, keep in contact with your mission staff. Like, so if you've sent your reports or you sent your, uh, anything to the school and, and you haven't heard anything for a week or a week or two, just send them a follow up email. Like, hey, hey, coach, or hey, um, Diane at admissions. Like, um, just just flick them an email saying I've sent my reports. Um, it's been sort of two weeks. Uh, have you received them? Um, or if you if, if not, could you please notify me when you do? And then just keep following them up. Like, it, it's it's a lot of time the mission stuff. Think- if you think you're being a pest, that's good. Yeah, like you don't it's, it's you know, important stuff. Yeah, like you don't want to like uh, we always get a call saying, "Oh, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to be a pest." It's like, no, be a pest. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. it's important that you, they get these results because if, if you don't contact them and, and and they don't and like say for whatever reason maybe it gets lost in the post or because uh, you never know with the United States Postal Service it can it could sort of end up anywhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, if, if if they don't receive the documents and you don't follow up, like it may they may not follow up with you for another two three months, like because they've got a lot of they may have thousands of applicants coming through yeah so be sure like be a pest like don't 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 ever like don't ever be worried about that that's that's um their job to sort of answer those questions so um that's my other tip is is be organized but the second one be a pest if you need to be because um and same with us like if you need help and don't sort of sit there and and um be like, oh, I don't really know what to do. Give us a call. Yeah. Like, uh, we're, uh, we're always open from, I mean, our office line's open from sort of nine to five, but if you um, flick us an email, Matt and I are usually in here pretty early so we can respond to those pretty quickly. We can give you a call. Um, like, it's it's like it's important. Like, this is an important step. So, um, like, yeah, never feel like you're bugging us. I mean, that's what we're here for. Yep, definitely. And one thing I can sort of bring up as well is, like, it is a a stressful sort of stage because there's lots of different things that you need to do and you need to be organized but try not to stress too much like it'll all get done um everything will will be fine uh it's remember just a your pressure of, points Woosa. yeah yeah exactly uh squeeze your earlobes and or whatever but um yeah don't don't stress too much everything will be done it's just a matter of time uh but yeah you also got to try and stay organized yeah 100 percent Right, oh well, that's the the end of that episode, but uh, thanks for for joining us, Harrison. Um, I'm sure, well, I don't know, you might be on again soon, but I'm I'm sure Matt will have something to say about that, and he's probably wanting to jump on the next episode. Yeah, I mean, everyone I've been on has been like the most viewed, so give give the people what they want, bring you back on, you know? (laughs) You you have got a lot of views on the first one, but I don't know if that was because of you or because we paid to market that episode, I don't know. I've got a voice of silk, so I'm sure people want to hear it. No, thanks very much, guys. I'm sure we'll hear from you soon. No worries. Cheers, mate. Thank you, Harrison, and thank you, everyone, for for tuning in. Um, As as mentioned, everything will be available in the show notes. Obviously, there's a lot of information that was covered today, and it's a very sort of delicate, important part of the the whole process. If you screw something up, uh, chances are you may have to start... Uh, the, the application process and admissions process uh, again. So um, make sure if you need to re, re-listen or read through the show notes so you, you, you understand everything, certainly do so. As I said, um, sort of beginning of, of next year all the way through till May, 2018 athletes will be receiving the majority of their offers. So it is good timing to, to go over um, this particular topic. But uh, we'll be covering something different next week. Uh, make sure you tune in, but thank you everyone for, for joining. Cheers.